What do we believe? We believe that Jesus is still working. We believe Jesus did miracles. We believe that Jesus Christ can save us eternally, that once we put our faith in him, we're gonna to go to heaven. We believe that Jesus Christ is God. We believe that Jesus Christ is still working. Our eternal security isn't on based on whether or not we can uh, juggle this rule-keeping, uh, you know, pharisaical lifestyle. No, our, our eternal security is all wrapped up in the finished and complete work that Jesus Christ came to do for us. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMinn, along with Mark Hostetler. Happy to be here. John chapter 10, part two, actually. So oh, yeah. if you're just catching this podcast, there's one we did prior to it, where Jesus Christ is talking about being a shepherd. And as a shepherd, he says, and, and this whole uh, podcast is going to be, can you believe it? And mm. we are believing in Jesus Christ. We are, and here, and we're going to talk about the things we do believe. And one of the things we believe about Jesus Christ is he died for us. And it says in verse 11 of John 10, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd, does not own the sheep. So when he sees the wolf coming, he abandons the sheep and runs away. Then the wolf attacks the flock and scatters it. The man runs away because he is a hired hand, cares nothing for the sheep. No greater friend. Right. Is anybody have than one who lays down his life for others? Right. Our God laid down his life for us, Bill. Right. And for every one of you watching. Right. It's an amazing truth. And right. I am so grateful for it, man. It it changes everybody's life right there. Right. He laid down his life. Mm-hmm. And the importance of that, I guess, is he needed to, right? right. Because he... he you, you you would never you and I would never be able to get the f- the complete forgiveness of sins without that act, right? Right. He had to. I mean, he laid down his life because if he didn't, we would have died. I mean, that, why right. does the shepherd? Why would the shepherd ever die for the sheep? Because mm-hmm. the the sheep were in peril. He's not just going out one day and the shepherd's like, I'm just going to die for the sheep. They don't need me to die for him, but I'm just going to do it. No, that would be the worst thing. Right. He died, <laughs> right. He dies for the sheep. <laughs> Because yeah. the sheep needed him to die because the sheep yeah. needed to be protected. And yeah. that's why he does it. But in Absolutely. verse 18, I think it's super important. Mm-hmm. No one takes my life from me. I lay it down on my own accord. Oh, I have authority I to lay it down. I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from the father. And he's just recognizing I voluntarily gave my life. Mm-hmm. And I gave it out of, my, out of love because I love the sheep that much. And to me, that's where we should be. We should be willing to lay it down and make sacrifices for other people, not run just when it's hard. I think sometimes the easiest thing for us to do in American society is just run from things. You know, we don't like how something's going or we don't hundred percent agree with it. Then our tendency is, well, let's just bag it. Despite the fact that maybe we're helping people, despite the fact that maybe kids are involved or whatever, you know, we're just going to, we're just going to flee it and and run. It's like, well, wait a minute, you know, there, where's the sacrifice, you Mm -hmm. know, that we should be making. So I I think that's an important question. It's a very important question. And I think the other thing to think about with that verse 18 authority, right? Jesus Christ is in his authority. He knew he had the authority given by the father to raise himself up again. And I'm telling you, every one of us listening, every one of us needs to understand he has the authority to raise us up again. Right. 
if you're if you're down in the dumps right now, look to the authority of Christ. Right. He will raise you up again. Right. right. When we when we pass away on this earth. We have the hope of a resurrected body because right. he has the authority to raise us up again. Right. That's awesome, man. Right. And he, he's going to he's going to talk about that, too, how he does save us and how we are in his hand. And mm-hmm. we're going to get to that. But that, that's absolutely true. But when I look at his sacrifice, to me, that the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. I think about my job as a shepherd. I think about my job in the in the community mm-hmm. and with other people. Obviously, one of the roles that we have is to care about people. And to sometimes, like you said, you reached out to somebody you said in another podcast because, yeah. you know, it's just the way God led you to do. Mm-hmm. Other people I've talked to this day and people I've reached out to because that's just the way that, you know, we feel that God has called us to do. You know, we've got to be there for people. We think of our own pastor, uh, Steve Arslick, his yeah. mom has just passed away. And I'm sure yeah. by the time you all hear this, a lot of you will be aware of that. Because, you know, Wolf talked about it in church and things. But, you know, I think as a friend, you know, you got to be there. You can't, you know, hear, oh, wow, his mom died. Oh, okay. Or, oh, wow, they're really sick. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to really call them or contact them or ask them how they're doing. I mean, how is that really caring about people? I mean, we not can't sacrifice five minutes all. to say, hey, man, I love you. And, you know, what can we do for you? And how can we help you? And it's 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 the heart of God, honestly. In, in Ezekiel, it says here, you have not strengthened the weak. You haven't healed the sick. You haven't bandaged the injured. You've brought back the strays or, or the loss. But with force and harshness, you ruled over them. You scattered them because you, they didn't have a shepherd. Right. And then he goes on to say, I myself will search for my sheep and seek them out. That's what right. God says mm-hmm. in Ezekiel. You know, right. and that's what Jesus is alluding to when right. he says, I'm the shepherd here. I'm well, the shepherd. I'm the one that's coming on the scene because you guys, you guys dropped the ball here. Right. Now I'm, I'm on the scene and I'm showing you what a shepherd looks like. Right. I'm healing people on a Sabbath. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing what it takes to make sure my people are cared for. Right. You guys dropped the ball. Now watch me. This is the fulfillment of Ezekiel right, right here, you know? And you want to follow it. I mean, we're talking about, you know, what do we believe? You know, can, can I, can, can you believe it? Yeah. One of the reasons we believe in Jesus Christ is he did die on the cross and he did love us that much. Yeah. But there are, there's still a lot of questions. And it says in verse 24, the Jews who were gathered around him saying, how long will you keep us in suspense? If you're the Messiah, tell us plainly. And so he's already, we kind of laugh about it because he's already told him he's already done a ton of works and he's going to, you know, talk about the works he's done, but they're wondering about the Messiah and the Messiah is found in Isaiah nine, six mm-hmm. for to, unto us, a child is born, a son is given, the government will be on his shoulders. They want to know if he's that guy. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the one thing they were having a tough time seeing is they really wanted the Messiah to come in and basically kick Caesar Augustus's tail end, basically, mm-hmm. or whoever the Roman Emperor is at that moment. They want him him uh, out of the way. They want Rome out of uh, Israel. So because of Roman Empire, they were they were part of that, and they were of, sub, of subjected people. And they don't really see that Isaiah 53 also talked about the suffering servant. That yes. It also talked about him living and coming mm-hmm. back to life again and how he would be pierced. And, you know, he's pierced for our transgressions. We think about him being nailed to the cross. They weren't really seeing that part of it. But this is who they're looking for. They're looking for that one, the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. Now, Jesus Christ is giving testimony that that is who I am. That's right. I'm the one. I'm mm-hmm. the one that was prophesied in the Old Testament to come. And we believe, one thing we believe is we believe he's the one. We believe that he did miracles. And in verse 25, Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you don't believe. The works I do in my Father's name testify about me. He had just healed a man born blind the chapter prior. <laughs> yeah. And this really, not all of it, 
but but there are a lot of in, in chapter 10 as you come through that's this is all coming right on the heels of him healing someone else and then there's yeah. another mm -hmm. you know uh I guess you would say celebration. He was there at another day too, teaching some of these things. So John 10 isn't all the same at the same place, but yeah. it started with John 10 certainly starts with the miracle of Jesus Christ healing the blind man. Yeah. They're aware of what he's done. They, this guy has done so many They've great miracles. It. And in the next chapter, by the way, he's going to raise Lazarus from the dead. So it's, I yeah. mean, his works testify for him period. Absolutely. And I think, I think throughout, throughout John, you're, you're seeing this pattern being set up of, of the obvious right in front of people and them completely missing it. Right. They miss the point. And I hope that my eyes are open enough that I actually miss or see the point. You know what I'm saying? That I don't miss the works right. of God right in front of me. But here's, here's a point and here's a question. Do you believe in the miracles Jesus Christ did? Because we do. If you believe that Jesus Christ did miracles, then you are giving assent to the fact that he's different than anyone else who was ever here that there's something extraordinary about Jesus Christ. Now, if you're going to say, well, I just believe it's a myth or maybe they made it up or not. I think it's a, a key point. Do I believe that Jesus Christ is a miracle worker? That's faith. That's what faith mm -hmm. is. That's what faith says. Yeah. I believe that he did miracles, that he came yeah. to this earth, that he showed himself to be truly the son of God, not just a religious leader, not just a teacher, not just a prophet. There was something more to Jesus Christ. Absolutely. And that's, we believe that. Doesn't that, isn't that, doesn't that inform your prayer life today? I mean, come should, on, doesn't yeah. that, isn't that why I pray and seek the Lord? Because I believe that that same miracle working God that's in John 10 and nine and all this that we're talking about, he's still alive and relevant to us today. He can still do miracles today. Right. And but, so I, I seek him for it. Right. You but know? a step ahead of that though, is just following him in general. In other words, John is written to a book, a book written to people to get the That's people seeking. to believe that Jesus yeah. Christ is who he is. <clears throat> Not per se a book written so that, you know, I'll get my mom healed today. It's to realize, it's to realize I need to follow him and that he is worth following. So that's to me, that's yeah. very super germane because before I'm going to be praying for, to God to do a miracle, I have to follow, I have to be following him in the first place. I'm not going to follow him if I don't believe in him. Absolutely. So I look at this and say, this is, John is all about the belief in Jesus Christ. I believe, we believe Jesus Christ did miracles. We believe that Jesus Christ saves eternally because here's what he said. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them. They follow me. I give them eternal life. He said, I give them eternal life. Mm. So this is another huge belief statement, Mark. This is a belief that Jesus Christ can give me eternal life. They shall never perish. So they'll never face the second death. They'll never go to hell. No one can snatch them out of my hand. So we believe in eternal what security. What a great promise. Man. Right. I my mean, father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my father's hand. These are key statements of belief. Absolutely, man. And they're comforting. They right. really are. I mean, uh, salvation is contingent upon the grace of God. Right. And the faith that we have in him. And that's it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that truth changes our life. Mm -hmm. That truth. So there should be definite evidences of change in your life when you've come to believing in Jesus Christ, you know, but, but that it's not our eternal security isn't on based on whether or not we can uh, uh, juggle this rule keeping, uh, you know, pharisaical lifestyle. No, our, our eternal security is all wrapped up in the finished and complete work that Jesus Christ came to do for us. Right. But Mark, think about this normal world, everyday people, they look at churches and there are Presbyterian churches and Baptist churches and Methodist churches and Nazarene churches and Catholic mm -hmm. churches and charismatic churches on and on it goes. They look at churches and they might say, well, 
I don't believe in the church because my mom went to one and got kicked out or I was bored when I was a kid. And there's a lot of confusion between church and Christ. We're not, we're not talking right now about believing in church as an organization. That's right. We're talking about believing in Christ as a person and starting off there. Forget what church did did or didn't do something goofy. I mean, I've heard the biggest war stories and the goofiest stories that I've ever heard in my life have been done by churches. Obviously, most churches would never do. You know, you're looking at sometimes a very small minority of churches that will do some pretty outrageous things like take the Easter bunny in church and crucify him on a cross. I heard that story one day and put him on a cross. I'm like... I'm not sure why you would do that. I'm not sure why you would march Santa up in front of the whole congregation and rip his mask off and tell all the kids there's no Santa. Like, I don't, like, I'm not sure, like, why you would do that. And I hear people being offended by these stories and they tell me these stories of things that they've seen. And, and I look at that and what I'll tell you and what I'll tell you listening has nothing to do with Jesus. That's right. nothing to do with them. We, you've got to get your focus on the one who gives you eternal life. The church does not give you eternal life. Jesus does. There's no pastor that gives you eternal life. Jesus does. You've got to focus on him because he did miracles. Because he says, I can save you. I, you will not perish if you believe. No one can snatch you out of my hand. You'll be eternally secure. And I love that fact because I do believe in the phrase, once saved, always saved. Yeah. Um, I do believe that is assuming that you're really following. Now, listen, following Jesus Christ requires I'm actually listening to his voice and I'm doing the things that he wants me to do because those in the hands of Christ follow the voice of Christ. Yeah. And, and, and the idea is, is, I think there's a scripture like this. It says, those who persevere to the end, to them, they'll be saved, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you're, it's an abiding in Christ forever. It's a decision that we made. It's a repentance. It's a turning from this life to that life. We're going to follow him. But I love, love, love what you're saying because of just what you said right here. Once God has you, he always has you. Right. You know what I mean? And you, you can't, no one can snatch you out of his hands. Right. That means even yourself. Right. Agreed. <laughs> I, mean, I agree with that. I, I, you know, it's thousand such a thousand percent. I heard a, these debates when I was a kid growing up around the kitchen table, heard my dad talking about these very issues mm, of, yeah. of theological significance that you can't lose your salvation. That once you believe in Jesus Christ, you're eternally saved. I, I believe it with all my heart. But again, we're talking about simple faith. We believe that Jesus did miracles. Yeah. We believe Jesus Christ saves eternally. Here's okay. another thing we believe. So on that, before you move on, though, one more thing about that is the reason he can say that is because we needed somebody to step in and save us. We can't save ourselves. Right. Absolutely. If, if it was possible for us to save ourselves, Jesus wouldn't have right. to come down. Right. He had to do this. He has to be our source of eternal security right. because we can't depend on ourselves for it. Right. And, and yeah. salvation is a beautiful thing. I mean, I, I think mm-hmm. of the, the life that God's put in me and the help that he's been to me and the answers to prayers have been mm-hmm. uh, helped my life to be a good life. Uh, we believe Jesus Christ is equal to God because he said this, I and the Father are one. And again, the Jewish opponents picked up stones to stone him. But Jesus said, I have shown you many good works from the Father. And he's not even taking credit for him. He, he's given he's given glory back to God, yeah. right? For which of these do you stone me? And again, I mean, he's totally there for the Father. He's totally there for other people. It's not about him. And they said, we're not stoning you for any good work, they replied, but for blasphemy because you are mere man claimed to be God. Now, this is telling, they knew when Jesus Christ said he was equal to the Father, they knew exactly what he was saying. That's right. They said, you are claiming to be God. 
There are people that say that, no, 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 Jesus never claimed to be God. Well, then tell me why they tried to stone him. The only reason they would stone a person is if they were blaspheming against God and making themselves equal to God. Oh, he did that numerous times. You know what I mean? He's very clear. The I am statements, right? Yeah. Book of John is very Mm -hmm. clear. Mm -hmm. In the beginning was the word, was word was with God. The word was God. That's right. It is ultra clear. Yep. John uh, 118, ultra clear. Mm-hmm. You look at the works. Jesus did God's stuff. Jesus Christ forgave. That's God's stuff. Jesus Christ in his life stilled a storm. That's God's stuff. That's right. Jesus Christ healed a man born blind. That's God's stuff. Walked on the water. Stuff, right. That's God's <laughs> stuff. Jesus Christ said he can give you eternal life. That's God's stuff. That's stuff that only God can give. Right. Now, you got to sort it out in your life and who you're going to follow and why you're going to follow, whatever it is you want to follow in life. And you choose, you know, it's a free country. And one of the things that we believe in as a nation is live and let live. And you're free to believe what you want to believe. Now, you don't have to agree with this, but if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you are going to believe in these things that we're talking about, that he did miracles. We believe he he saves eternally. We believe Jesus Christ is equal to God. There's God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. These are the things that we believe as Christians. Sometimes we don't think about these things a lot of times, you know, unless we come to a passage like this, we're not really thinking, yeah, that is right. I do believe Jesus Christ does miracles. I I do believe that Jesus Christ is equal with God. These Mm -hmm. are the things I do believe. And here's another thing we believe. We believe Jesus Christ is still working. He's talking about the works of God. He said, but if I do them, even though you do not believe me, the works that believe the works that you may know and understand the father's in me and I'm the father. So listen, even if you don't believe me, believe the works, at least believe the works. Believe the works. Now, you should be able to look at a church and say, are there works going on that are from God? And I think this is a challenge, should be a challenge to us as pastors. Um, it should be a challenge to people as they, you know, assess the the value of the church. Mm-hmm. Are we doing things that God wants us to do? Are we doing things that only God can do? Are we seeing people rescued yeah. from the pits of addiction? Right. From utter darkness? Are we seeing marriages restored? Are we seeing people happy? Are we seeing them living a good life? Are we seeing it? Because he said, I've come to give you an abundant life. Mm-hmm. Well, if you got a whole church of full of people not living a full life, you got a whole church full of people that are pretty miserable and unhappy and yeah. nervous and not at rest, not at peace. And by the way, we don't have that. But if we did, then I would start to question. And yeah. I do question, honestly, like when I've seen people be super bitter, I've seen people be super nasty and unhappy. And I'm wondering at times I've asked myself, where's God in all this? Like, yeah. like how in the yeah. world is this conveying God? Because I believe in the works of God. I don't believe in what people tell me. I don't believe that, yeah. you know, you're a believer just because you tell me you're a believer. That's a right. good tree bears good fruit. I'm mm-hmm. looking at fruit, man. Yeah. What he's saying in reality, there ought to be evidence of God working in your midst. I, I love right? it. I, absolutely. I love it. I like what you're saying. And when I hear this verse, I hear Jesus calling you up out of academics and he's inviting you to experience him. Right. He's saying, hey, get get up out of that book once. Right. And just watch me. Just right. see the things I'm doing once in your life. And you will know that I'm of God. You'll know that God's in your life. Right. When you, when you surrender yourself to Christ, it, more than just an academic exercise, you commit yourself to experiencing him and inviting him into every part of your life. You'll see his work. Right. And you'll be amazed. Right. I'm telling you, and, that's and, from and experience. Again, don't, sometimes we make statements too big. Don't invite him. Just ask him what he wants you to do today. That's all you need to worry about. You don't need to worry about, you know, breakfast or specific what you're going to eat or what kind of car you're going to buy. I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying 
because I heard a guy gave a great sermon on this. He goes, all of us, we want to deny ourselves, you know, uh, take up your cross, follow mm -hmm. me. That's what Jesus Christ said. So yeah. he said, then everyone says, God, I'm giving you my life today. He said, it's never successful because they have no idea what it means. Mm. Just like when you make that statement, invite him to every, every, you know, aspect of your life. Okay. But what does that mean? And people say, yeah, I want to do that. What does it mean? It, all it means is this, that today, and you get up and you say, God, what do you want me to do today? I just want to live for you. I want to do the best that I can. Mm -hmm. I want to believe in you. So you go, you know, you, he wants you to pray and get into the word and help other people along the way and be open to his leading. That's it. Yeah, and, I mean, and, and, and when God's calling you and saying, you're being a jerk, you are being a jerk to your kids. You're being a jerk to your spouse. Clean it up. And when God says, you know what? Maybe you can stop using F-bombs all the time. Yeah. And you start cleaning it up. I mean, this is it. When we're talking about giving our lives to God, we're talking about whatever he's calling me to today yeah. is all I need to worry if about. If I look back on that activity I was just involved in, or I'm going to be involved in, that's better. That's even better. Will it have Jesus' seal of approval? Right. And if not, maybe I shouldn't do that. Right. That's all I'm saying. Invite right. him into your activities. Invite him into your daily lifestyle in saying that, like my, my prayers, for example. I pray and I end my prayers with, in Jesus' name, amen. Sure. Why do I do that? Just because it's something that I hear other people do? No, I do that because I feel like everything I've just prayed, I feel like Jesus might have prayed that same right. prayer. And he's got a seal of approval on that. Right. But what do we believe? We believe that Jesus is still working. That's Absolutely. What we, that's what we believe. And that's Absolutely. what we're saying. This is what we believe as Christians. We believe Jesus did miracles. We believe that Jesus Christ can save us eternally, that once we put our faith in him, we're going to go to heaven. We believe that Jesus Christ is God. We believe that Jesus Christ is still working. Now, listen, if we're not seeing the work of God, there's a problem. If you don't believe, Jesus Christ, if you don't believe me, and I want to say this to anyone out there, if you don't believe that Jesus Christ is who he says he is, then believe the works. Yeah. Believe what your eyes see. If you see people and you know there's something extraordinary, something different about them, there's some peace they have you don't have. There's some power energy they have you don't have. And you see it. You know it. They're not freaking out every time something happens because they got this faith in God. Start looking into the works. That's what we need to do. Now, we don't. Here's what he did. In verse 40, he went away across the Jordan to a place where John had been baptizing, and there he remained. And many came to him. They said, John did no sign. But everything that John said about this man is true, and many believed in him there. Mm. It's interesting that Jesus Christ had to go to another place where people would believe in him. I don't want Jesus Christ leaving my church because we don't believe in him. That's right. I don't want Jesus Christ leaving our area because we don't believe in him, having to go to work in another area because we don't even believe that he can work. That's why it's important we make the statement, we believe that Jesus Christ is still working. And may he be working in your life this week. You have a blast and an outstanding week.